welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. This week is our bonus episode of Uncontrollably Fond. So we've finished up Uncontrollably Fond. I'm sure you've listened to our weirdly emotional finale. <laughs> this was one of the most devastating Korean dramas we've ever watched to date. I ugly cried through most of it. Uh, most of the last four episodes, I'll say. But um, yeah, so we're back to just kind of talk more about Uncontrollably Fond, but in a less crying way. Yeah, our bonus episodes don't have much of a format, but Raquel brought some fun facts, and we'll talk about yeah. other stuff that we've seen this cast in. Maybe bring in some, some comments from listeners, because... I've spent the last week just purging this drama from my mind. It made me so sad. <laughs> I can't handle thinking about much. it. Yeah, it was too, it was so heavy and it made me so sad. And I didn't watch any dramas this week because I, oh, I did start a Thai drama. But, um, but other than that, no more crying this week. I was too dehydrated from the one big cry, the one big uncontrollably fond cry. <laughs> The great or as cry. I like to, yeah, I like to think of it uh, as uncontrollably cry. <laughs> That's really good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I thought of that one just now. Thanks. <laughs> so something that I did learn in my little research fest on uncontrollably fond is that they uh, used a different method of filming than they typically do, or I guess what has classically become the way that Korean dramas are filmed, which typically they do a film as you go, like they are filming kind of concurrently to it being released. There may be a week or two ahead of it being released. And this one was actually used, they used an early filming system because uh, I'll do a quick credit on where I found this information. It is on Yonhap News Agency. Uh, that's en.yna.co.kr. And it, they're, like, the article title is Uncontrollably Fond Shows Limits of Early Filming Systems. So they actually do kind of talk about how, like, they think this likely affected the, num like, the viewer percentages that Uncontrollably Fond received. And it goes pretty, f not, ultra in-depth, but it just kind of analyzes different reasons that it could have happened. But the reason that they decided to film it that way is because they they wanted to do allow for a simultaneous broadcast both in Korea and in China. So, like, they were broadcasting oh. in both countries. And under the traditional production method of filming as you go, the series wouldn't have met China's requirements for prior screening and time for the show. So China has laws around filming prior that Korea doesn't. And I'm sure there's a million different policy reasons for that, that there was no way I was actually going to look into why China has those laws. <laughs> but it caused them to, to have to film all the way ahead. And this article posits that because of that, they couldn't adjust to like viewer opinion, I guess, as from week to week as the episodes came out, they couldn't make any adjustments. Which the, is usually the what they do, right? Mm -hmm. That's why they film as they're airing so that the writers can adjust what happens in the show based on what viewers want to happen. 
Yeah, which is so cool. If you think about it, it's very viewer participation. And I I had never thought about how much that would influence a Korean drama and shape the story, like doing the film as you go so that it can be adjusted versus at this point when their viewer percentages started to drop and their ratings started to drop. They, I mean, filming was already done. It was, they couldn't make any changes. So because of that uncontrollably fond was a very different drama. And in a way, I kind of felt that in the middle of the drama, you know? Yeah. I loved the <laughs> ending in a really sad way. But I can imagine the tweets going out. I don't know if Twitter was around in 2016. When did Twitter happen? I don't know. <laughs> I can imagine I the comments <laughs> going out in... In 2016, at episode 17, of like, hey, I'm about to drop this drama because our two leads are still not together. The lead male is, in fact, together with one of the villains. I'm very much uninterested in what else is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, there were moments where I was so furious with every character in this drama that if I hadn't been doing a podcast... I don't want to say I would have walked away, because that sounds almost insulting to how high quality this show was, because it was, it was very good. It's just there was a lot of frustrating moments where it felt like they were kind of rehashing the same issues, or they were doing something that was just so upsetting or frustrating just to watch them do as a viewer, to be like, you're really going to do this. This is how you're going to play this. And uh, maybe those moments wouldn't have persisted for so long if it had been a film as you go, or maybe they would have adjusted it and they wouldn't have had the incredible and impactful ending that they had. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's, I think as... I don't know. As an American who doesn't live within that system of writing a show as you go based on what the viewers want, it's easy to think that letting a writer or a group of writers, I assume, write a show and then air it is like better and is more true to the writer's abilities and what they want out of their creation. You know, it's, it's almost more respectful to the writer. As like, mm -hmm. let's see what you can create from your mind and whether people are like, whether people like it or not, it's something that you did and that's, we can be proud of you for that. But that seems so silly when it's a TV yeah. show. It's kind of a product and you should be able to adjust. And it's not like they sell it to a new writer when the show starts. It's the same product, but it's getting feedback and editing from the consumers that seems so invaluable as yeah as they're going it takes away from the artistic license it feels like it takes away from the artistic license but perhaps i don't know yeah it's there's pros and cons to both sides i feel like because obviously as most korean dramas are aired kind of film as you go style and they've met with so much success i didn't look up to see because there were a couple of other korean dramas that released in the same year that made 2016 a really big year for korean dramas they talked about how the viewers the like the ratings fell in uncontrollably fond when the beginning of the release of w came out so w was oh. a huge one in 2016 and that's wild to think about because that means that we watch i think we watched 
it pretty soon after it aired, if that's the case. Yeah, because I think we watched it in 2017. Mm -hmm. And then I think we had watched it maybe six months before that, even before we started the podcast. So um, that one came out, and then I watched an interview with the four main characters, or like the actors of the main characters, so Kim Woo-bin and Bae Suzy, and I cannot remember the name of Jite. Im Ju-hwan. Yeah, and then the Jiang Eun? Uh, yes, Im Ju Eun. Okay, perfect. So they were also on it, and sorry, toss out the name of Jite one more time, of his actor. Ju-hwan. Juhan was actually pretty charming in that interview. He was pretty funny. I feel pretty bad because I've been really mean about him. I just really thought <laughs> this whole time he was going to come out and be a murderer. I really thought that. <laughs> he did a great job as Jute. But he uh, he was super charming in the interview. And obviously, like, Kim Woo-bin and Bae Suzy were also very charming. Juhan didn't talk as much. But they talked about how much they adored her on set and that she was always smiling and that she was a really sweet person. They were like, she's the most surprising personality because she plays a villain, but she's so sweet in real life. And I was like, precious. I wouldn't expect any less. I'm pretty sure most people, like most actors that play villains aren't real life villains, but it's also nice that they were like, you know who we love? Our, Our co-worker, our colleague here. That's really sweet. Yeah, I don't remember why I started talking about this interview all of a sudden, though. Oh, they were talking about Descendants of the Sun. Kim Woo-bin very specifically specifically calls out that they felt, while filming, very... It's almost like all of the K-dramas that came out in 2016 kind of were living in the shadow of Descendants of the Sun, because that was such a wildly popular drama, like, internationally. It was one of those first dramas that kind of broke through and got a lot of international attention, and it ended up... I mean, it's one of the classic, amazing dramas, so... I get it. Yeah, but I never thought about other actors and other production teams being so intimidated having to follow up a drama like that. Yeah, because I think all eyes were kind of on Korean dramas after that, and it it made... I mean, it had a huge impact, and, and Kim Woo-bin straight up says it. He's like, you know, I'm, I hope we do everyone proud, because like, I feel really great about this drama, but it's some big shoes to fill, because this is such a big... This is, all of a sudden, there's a lot more eyes on us, and we want to make, make everyone really proud. I don't know why I'm so nervous for him. This was four years ago, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, you can do it. You're so great. In the interview, he very optimistically was like, I hope we can get up to like 25% viewers, which is an outstanding number. And he said, he called out as much. He was like, I really want to be optimistic here. So I'm going to just say like a really big number and we'll see (laughs) if we can meet that. Because yeah, I thought the record was like 23. Yeah. So 25 would have blown it out of the water. And even the interviewer was like, I love that optimism, but if you guys hit 25, you have to come back to the studio and come hang out with me. We'll do a new interview. <laughs> By that point, I think two episodes, two or three episodes had aired. But they, I think the highest they ever got was like 12.8% or something. Oh, I was very much wrong, maybe. What's the record? Are you looking it up? <laughs> I am looking it up. Let's see. Viewership ratings. If it's Descendants of the Sun, I'm gonna... Laugh and laugh. (laughs) 
This says that the... Okay, this is just Wikipedia, so you know it could be wrong. <laughs> this says that the highest viewed viewership rating drama was You and I, an NBC drama, at 66.9%. Holy shit. So, you know, it feels right to be wrong. <laughs> Go get Can your you 25%. Imagine? 66% of Koreans sitting down every, like, to watch an episode of a show. That, that's a huge percentage. That's insane. I, I think it I was in like, the 80s. Okay. I, that so feels they didn't even have anything insane. else to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what were they doing in the 80s? Nothing. They were watching TV. That's what. That's what. They were watching you and I, the finale. <laughs> Man. I'm sorry, Kim Wubin. You can do it. Yeah. 25%. Heck yes. I mean, I think that, I feel like 12.5 is a lot. If 12% of any given country is doing the same thing at the same time, that's buck wild. Yeah, I don't know anything about anything, so it it seems to me like 5% is a lot. 5% of a whole country watching the same thing at the same time seems insane. What is this, American Idol? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's just coming from a bigger country. Then yeah, I'm like, you can't get 5% of Americans to do the same thing at any time. There's just too no. many of us. There's just too many of us. No, I'm so sorry. I'm looking up the viewerships for Uncontrollably Fond. <laughs> no, that's okay. The, yeah, the only statistics I have I got from the same article. And like I said, the art- it's not like the article was critical in a way where they were like, you know what sucked? This K-drama. Because they were like, it didn't <laughs> suck. They just used like a new, a new thing that presented a new challenge that they hadn't most Korean dramas don't face when getting viewers. Yeah, that's interesting. I couldn't find it. It's fine. Yeah, they, well, they started off strong with the 12.5%, and then it says here, through the first six episodes, as each installment recorded a viewership of 11 or 12%, people were kind of sticking with it through those first six, and then it slipped to 8.6% as the competing series grabbed viewers' attention, the competing, competing series being W. The system was touted as a game changer. Oh, interesting. Okay, listen to this. Read the whole article. Life hack. Read the whole article before talking about the fucking article on your podcast. Oh, no. So, quoting the article here, it says, The advantages of early filming are clear as it allows producers and actors to reach a wide audience in China and raise the quality of their work. The system was touted as a game changer when the KBS series Descendants of the Sun adopted the method and took Hallyu fans by storm earlier this year. So Descendants of the Sun actually used the early filming method as well. They didn't use the film-as-you-go method. Which also makes sense, because if y'all have watched Descendants of the Sun, they do a lot of what I believe is location filming, because most of it didn't look like Korea I mean, they do it in a fic- they, it's set in a fictional country, but... It's in the middle of a desert, so... Yeah, it's harder to find a desert on the island of- or no, it's not an island. It feels like an island when there's North Korea between China and South Korea. <laughs> um, it's not an island, let me assure you. I do know the slightest amount about geography, so, like, the- <laughs> absolute minimal that I can and still survive in this world. It's okay. You're an American. We don't have to know geography. Yeah, we just are 
dum-dums. I don't even, I couldn't list the states on the East Coast. The small ones, you know, that are all clumped together. Hate mm-hmm. those states. I didn't know where Guam was for the longest time. <laughs> How are we supposed That's to know these one. things? I might not know. If now, now if you held the map up in front of me, I don't know that I could point out Guam to you, so. Oh, I still could not do that. I just know <laughs> about where it is. <laughs> oh, the American education system. I'm just glad that I'm not the only potato that just... It is probably my weakest subject, is geography. So, out of all of the subjects, and that's saying something, because I've got a lot of weak ones, but that's the weakest one. <laughs> that's the weakest. But I'm not going to blame myself. I'll blame everybody Mm-mm. else for me not knowing that. Yeah, get them. Darn, darn this school system. <laughs> um, Can I bring out something that's kind of fun but mostly i just want to talk about it it may not be that yes. fun actually okay i'm ready kim min young is the actress behind our best friend nadi who we love oh, and adore her. and she is in my favorite movie of all time which is why i brought this up because this is all i really want to talk about she was in sunny which <gasps> is just quite simply the best movie i've ever seen and i love it so much it is about good good friendships and I want you all to watch it. It's very good. Is it on Vicky? It is on Vicky. Yes, I'll watch it. I feel like you've told me about it so many times, that, and I have not watched it still. Yeah, but I told you not to watch it, so we could watch it together. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's do it, and we can do a Patreon bonus episode of Sunny. <gasps> and if y'all want to hear our bonus episode of Sunny, hop over to our Patreon. We will do that. That's such a good idea. We will cry so much. It is a crier. I can't wait to cry. <laughs> we'll have to wait a month or two until we can feel again. Yeah. We're not allowed to do anything that's going to make us cry for another month after Uncontrollably Fond ruined us. Um, One of our listeners wrote in and he just mentioned that he had to take a short break from all Korean dramas as well, just because... He was pretty emotionally spent after finishing Uncontrollably Fond, and I was like, biggest mood. Biggest mood. I, too, had to we take a there break. with you. Yeah. I think he said his break was two days. My break, yeah, was a full week. <laughs> so good for you for bouncing back so quickly. Maybe he has the kind of self-control it takes to not cry until you're horribly dehydrated, though, so... <laughs> I so don't have that you. self-control. Yeah. That was the extent of my fun fact. Um, I'll share another one that I thought was kind of funny. It's not funny. It's We can make it funny if you want. We can tell some jokes about this. Oh, no. Um, okay, so the house that Jun Young lives in. Oh, okay. This is not the fact I thought you were bringing up. I should yeah, have said this is- oh, no, so vehemently. <laughs> like, no, don't say sad things and try and make jokes about them, Raquel. Please. Please (laughs) stop using your weird comedy lens to process your sadness. (laughs) You need therapy. We've been pushing it this whole time. Please. (laughs) Figure this out. Um, No. The house that Jun Young lives in is has been used in a bunch of K-dramas. What? And it even has a name. It's called the Rivendell Prestige Guest House. And I, for a minute, thought it was just coincidence 
that it was named after a place in my favorite movie, <laughs> The Lord of the Rings. But it's not coincidence. It has been featured in many architecture magazines and has also won an architectural prize in 2013. It is named after the elven city Rivendell in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. That's so nerdy. I love it. I know. I was so here for that nerd <laughs> fact. There is, okay, I'm so sorry. There is a gnat that is flying around my computer screen, and occasionally it lands on my glasses. So if you hear a big bad slap in the middle of this, and you have to figure out that audio nightmare, I'm so sorry. It will be the moment I break and can't take it any longer. Um, <laughs> but for now, he lives. Um, so yeah, the Rivendell Prestige Guest House is located in the southern part of the village Gosyongri around three hours east of Seoul by public transport and 17 minutes by <sighs> bus from Petite France, which is located in the same village. He lived three hours outside of Seoul? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, three hours. He would... And they all made so many trips to his house. I guess in we can imagine that he lived closer. Like, maybe it's not called the Rivendell Prestige Guest, guest House in... <laughs> The world of uncontrollably fond in K-drama land. In K-drama land, it's just for this immediate purpose, Jun Young's house. So. Yeah, and I guess they all drove their own cars. They didn't take public transport. Except no, no. who just who always... Him most often. Yeah. Visited? All of a sudden, her disappointment makes so much more sense every time she had to leave his house without... <laughs> what she went there for because i too would be devastated both to see him hugging another woman but also to deal with the fact that i had ridden 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 mm -hmm. a three-hour bus to this house and it was all for naught yeah i feel like that should have been a bigger part of the show bus rides is this insane three hours that it took no old to get to his house every time because like you said wow that really ups the emotional impact of how much <laughs> time she wasted on this stupid man. <laughs> oh my god. He's so much more selfish now, in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's three hours to get to your house, sir. Jung-un drove here. It was probably half that time. Let Noel in for a glass of water. What the what? So, to be clear, this is the big gray house. Yeah, the big gray house that's, like, on the river and has, like, the beautiful view of the water and all of the windows, and it's that really, like, modern industrial architecture architecture style. Okay. With the concrete. I think I started off picturing the the cabin-like house that they that ended up in. a way more fitting house to be named after Rivendell, which is Rivendell, which is a elven city in a forest. And if I was a true Lord of the Rings fan, I could tell you the name of that forest, but I <laughs> guess I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, that that would make so much more sense. This is just called Rivendell because whoever built it is a fucking nerd, and I'm here <laughs> for it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Um, couple last things about the Reven Reven blah, 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 Rivendell. You'll say it different every time, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the Rivendell Prestige Guest House was in was featured in some capacity in When My Love Blooms 2020, 9.9 .9 Billion Woman 29 or er, 2019, 
2019 to 2020. Extraordinary You, 2019. Kill It, 2019. Terrius Behind Me, 2018. The Beauty Inside, 2018. Investigation Couple, 2018. Rich Man, 2018. Voice, 2017. Same Dong, The Her Story, 2017. Seven First Kisses, 2016. And Uncontrollably Fond, 2016. So Uncontrollably Fond was the first place that this has been featured. The first show this was featured in. But it went on to be in like 12 or 11 other pieces of media. Movies and shows and all that jazz. That's so cool. Yeah, this article that I found goes into, I guess, like, who the home belongs to in each of these things. Like, when you get to the one about Uncontrollably Fond, it just says this is Shin Ju Young's house in Uncontrollably Fond, KSB2, 2016. And that's, I don't know, kind of as a point of clarification that's probably unnecessary. I think all of those dramas, or at least the ones I recognized, which were like two of them, also go by different names. Mm. So if you're interested in creating a watch list that just surrounds the Rivendell house, which I kind of am right now, just know you might find 9.9 billion woman as woman of 9.9 billion and Tyrius behind me as my secret Tyrius. Oh my gosh, yeah. And now that I'm scrolling through it, um, When My Love Blooms is also known as the most beautiful moment in life. Extraordinary You is also known as Haru Found by Chance, A Day Found by Chance, sudden one, Suddenly One Day. So, like, three other titles that it could be searched <laughs> I as. I think Extraordinary You is maybe on Netflix as Extraordinary You. Okay. That makes sense. The Beauty Inside just has the, like korean pronunciation but in like roman letters so it's like b-y-o-o-t-i-i-n-s-a-i-d-e-u beauty inside partners for justice is the other name for investigation couple sim dong the her story is also sim dong light's diary sim dong memoir of colors yeah just a million different titles for everything. That's what happens when you're translating things. There's not not always a direct translation for everything, and you end up with a lot of different names. Mm-hmm. Especially going from not Latin-based languages to Latin-based languages. Mm-hmm. Ooh, translating is hard. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but I know that you know. <laughs> you back me up. Thank you. E. Um, but anyways... So that's going to be my next watch list, is just going through the Rivendell House (laughs) dramas. If anyone wants to watch with me, we're going to start with My Secret Tyrius, because I've always wanted to see that, because I love Soji Sub. Oh, he's in that? He is in that. He is Tyrius, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, well, I mean, that is on our watch list for sure now, because I love that good man. That good good boy. That good good boy. This is actually a really cool website that has screenshots from all of those different uh, shows and movies. What? Yeah, but like of the house. It's wow. neat. That is neat. We're going to save up and we're going to buy that house someday. Please support us on yes. Patreon so we can buy the Rivendell house. <laughs> we, every All of our top tier supporters can come visit us when we buy the Rivendell house. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It belongs to all of us. It belongs to us. (laughs) The communist Rivendell house. (laughs) 
Our house. Our house. <laughs> this is such a good plan. That'll be our two rewards. <laughs> We're going to eliminate any and all rewards. We're going to create a $6,000 tier that has no rewards except that you can come visit us at the Rivendell house. Please support. Please support. It's like a timeshare, but we'll be there. We're still going to need a thousand of you to <laughs> sign up for that tier. Also, I'm super sorry to say, similar to Pororo, my dog can be very protective and sometimes a little bit aggressive, and it's going to be his home too, so, you know. Oh no, Raquel's already ready to fight anyone who donates $6,000 to us. Sorry he if might my dog jump bites on you. you. He might jump on you is all I'm saying, and I didn't approve of anyone putting the dog outside in the first place, and I probably won't put the dog outside now. So. Oh no! I was like, it's such a big house, why don't we just like put him somewhere while our guests come visit? That's Raquel fair, he can have, have his own room. He, he can have his own room, he just won't go outside. <laughs> As dogs should never <laughs> go outside. They shouldn't live outside. And I really believe that. Yeah, that's fair. I don't disagree with people who do believe that. But for myself, I like my dog to be an indoor-outdoor dog. Also, it gets cold outside or hot. And depending on the type mm -hmm. of dog you have, that can be detrimental either way. There's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> I feel like I keep skirting around talking about Kim Woo Bin. Yeah. I suppose we watched this at a very good time where he's healthy again, so we can mm -hmm. celebrate his comeback. Yeah. So, he got diagnosed with cancer in 2017, and he took a few years off to recover, and he is back! Yeah! That good boy! He did it! And we're really happy for him, and we're excited to see- I believe he's filming a new movie right now. I don't know the title yeah. of it. The last thing I saw about it, it was an interview. Title. Yeah, he was just like, I, I I, don't even know if he knows the title at this point, but he was just like, I, all I can share is that there's aliens. And I was like, cool. I'm <laughs> in. I love sci-fi. I like aliens. Mm -hmm. I've seen My Love from the Star. Yeah. This is you, obviously. I've only seen half of My Love from the Star. Yeah, I've seen My Love from the Star. You and like I like aliens. aliens. This is just very exciting. I'm so glad that... He's healthy, and he's back, and he gets to lead the life that he wants to lead. He deserves I don't know what it. else to say, except I'm rooting for him. We've never, yeah. like we said, this was our first experience with the Kim Woo-bin drama. I'm so excited to see more. Yeah, we watched it at a time that he's also, yeah, coming back into the world of Hallyu, so that's, I'm just excited. I'm glad that he got better. I'm glad that he's on the up and up and everything's good. And yeah, like you said, we're rooting for him. Play on K is rooting for Kim Woo-bin. Dope as hell. Woo. He is fantastic. I did make a mistake. I have seen him in The Airs, but I think I only watched oh. two episodes of The Airs before dropping it. You can fight me on that. <laughs> I've seen clips from The Airs on Instagram, on like the recommended clips, and I was like, oh, I know. Now I know Kim Woo-bin, and I know, um. Yep. Yep. What's his name? Don't tell me. Minho. Uh, Minho. What is his Lee name? Lee Minho. Lee Minho. He is also in the airs, and so whenever I see their faces pop up, and then the main actress, actress is in You're from... Beautiful, right? Yes. We know her name, too, because yeah. I'm going to click the link and find it. <laughs> it is Park Shin-hae. 
Oh my God. Did you just <laughs> think of that on your brain? I wish I could say yes, I want to so badly. I want to be like, you know what? I know everything, but I don't know everything. I did have to search it really quick. Thank you. You could have lied yeah. to my face and I would have been so sad forever. God, it would have been awesome if I had thought of that, though. I'm going to wish for the rest of time that I was that good with names. We're going to get there. I think we're getting better. We remembered Lehman Hall. Yeah, it took a that second. Took a, took a couple beats. We'll edit that out, though, and then it'll sound like we remembered immediately. <laughs> um, anyway, she's the female lead. I believe Lehman Ho is the actual male lead. Is that right? Yes. And then Kim Woo Bin is the secondary male lead. And I see there any any of those three faces pop up and I click on the video. And so I've seen a lot of clips. <laughs> <laughs> from the show, but I have never watched the actual show, and it's one of those ones that's pretty dated at this point, I think, and also I struggle watching people be jerks constantly, and it kind of looked like they were just all kind of jerks for a lot of They it, are so. 100%, absolutely. They're so mean to each other, and they're just these high school kids that have money, so you're like, hey, hi. So nobody has rights to be mean to anybody, but you, as young people especially, have lost that right. Do yep, not be mean just, to each other. You are all tiny people. You're just babies, and we're not here for this. Stop fighting. That's Kim Woo-bin in a nutshell. <laughs> We've done it all. Oh, he does have a really great interview uh, when he was ready to come back to work to start filming again, and I would recommend anyone watch it, because he's just grateful and happy and healthy and everyone's really happy to see him and it's heartwarming and if you aren't already rooting for him then you'll you will be after watching that video hey if you watched uncontrollably fond and you aren't rooting for kim Woo-bin, i'd say we have a difference of opinions and we have <laughs> irreconcilable differences yeah and you're gonna need to get off our podcast respectfully but also respectfully have you seen him? He's great. He's such a good boy. He was just acting as Jun Young. We dislike yeah. Jun Young pretty much. Until the last four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Right up until the end. We really did not like Jun Young. But we've always unfailingly loved Kim Woo Bin. Okay? Yes. We're going to say that from episode one. Always. Also, Always. Bay Suzy. Play on case, yeah, stands Bay Suzy forever. So. Forever. She was in Vagabond, which I haven't finished watching. I, we started it, my husband and I, and he never starts dramas with me, but we started it, and it was so cool, and I need to finish it, but, okay, he thought it was seven episodes long, which I think is why he started it. He was like, this is going to be very short and very cool, and it Palatable. was popping. Very palatable. Mm -hmm. It was very intense. So cool. We loved both the leads. And then it was 16 episodes long. So we got to episode three. We thought we were halfway through. Not even close. And then, do you want to do another and then? Because I know another and then. What's the another and then? I'm pretty sure. And I can't vouch for this because I haven't, like, looked it up. But I saw in passing that they were approved for a second season. What? Which is unheard of with K-dramas, but I thought I saw something about Vagabond Season 2, which means that that's probably probably another 16 episodes. Wow. 
I think mm-hmm. that happens more often with not romantic K dramas. Mm-hmm. Often the romance ones are just one and done. But still, that is a lot. Okay, I need to get back into it because Vagabond is so good. I need to watch that one for sure. So, real quick list off Vagabond while you were sleeping, which we watched for the podcast. Yes. Uncontrollably Fond, which we watched for the podcast. Mm-hmm. My Love from the Star, which Raquel watched. <gasps> yeah. Who is she in that, though? It says she is in one episode, episode oh. 17. She does a little cameo. Okay. Yes. And I think when I watched My Love from the Star, I didn't know who Bay Susie was. We had not mm-hmm. start. I don't even think we had started the podcast when I watched My Love from the Star. Oh, yeah. And so I recognized one character. Nope. I recognized one character later when I watched Oh My Venus. And the there's a- someone who plays a secondary character in both of those. But yeah, that was back in the day when I didn't know who anyone was. It was like the third or I think it was the second or third K-drama I ever watched. I mean, even cameos now still usually go over our heads and mean nothing to us. Yeah, we're dumb babies. <laughs> we're trying. We're getting better. Yeah. She was in Goo Family Book, Big, Sent from Heaven, and Dream High 1 and 2. <gasps> I heard that she was not good at those. Oh, no. See, I watched Dream High 1, and I didn't like it for other reasons. I don't think that the acting was particularly bad. I just didn't like the premise of the show. I mean, again, it's just high schoolers trying to be high school musical and being mean to each other the whole time. Where I feel like high school musical is like all the kids singing and dancing and getting closer and closer as friends, like bridging gaps through music. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what Dream High is about. But they do it so much more slowly in like a drama format. So there has to be all this infighting in the first half. Is it pretty much Glee? It might be more like Glee, <laughs> but even meaner. I don't know. I really liked Glee. Yeah. I liked Glee very specifically because of like the inclusivity that it provided, where it was yeah. at least attempting to represent people from usually marginalized groups and give them more representation in popular media and i don't know i haven't seen any of dream high so i don't know if that was a goal of theirs i would be surprised to hear if it was yeah no not at all yeah so high school musical meets glee where all of the teenagers fight a lot and it goes on for a really long time but there's not the hope the shining star hope of representation of marginalized groups to keep (laughs) you invested in the characters. And it is a singing and dancing high school. It's a performing arts school. So everybody there, yeah, is there to be musical. Because I've been taught through media that performing arts schools are cutthroat competitive places. Yep. And that, yeah, would make me super anxious. Yeah, I feel like I'm really throwing this show under the bus. So many people love Dream High. I guess go watch it for yourself (laughs) if you're interested. I'm sorry we're trashing it. Yeah, well, something I... So I was curious, because right after we finished watching, I think the first thing we watched with Bay Susie, like, for the podcast, it wasn't While You Were Sleeping, was it? I thought it might have been, but now that you say that, I don't know. Was it while you were sleeping? I just remember reading reviews on our bonus episode, and someone mentioned that they didn't think Susie was a particularly 
good actor in anything she's done. And that kind of struck me. Like, and I wondered if I, like, my opinion of her was colored by how much I, or like how pretty I thought she is. And I actually think she's super talented now, but I was curious. So I asked one of my friends who's been watching K-dramas for longer than we have. And I was, I just asked her if she had seen Bay Susie in her earlier career. And even my friend said like that she thinks Bay Susie was always pretty decent, but there was kind of a learning curve where she had to like, she probably started as a singer. I feel like that's accurate. I feel like it's accurate to say that she started her career as a singer and she had to make an adjustment into the acting world. And, but, like, once she did, clearly she's done a great job. She's in some freaking knockout dramas and she always does a great job. And I love her. Yeah, that's kind of the part that I wanted to get to, is that she won Best Actress and Best Couple Award for almost every drama that she was the the lead in, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a list of awards that just seems infinitely long, and it's, like, she's in kind of a short list of dramas, right? It's not like she's working every second of every day, but every drama that she's in, she won awards for. Two awards, Best Actress and Best Couple Award. That is insane to me. Yeah. Go, Bae Z. We yeah, stand her. We stand a talent. Like, get a girl. She is get just it, get a girl. Chemistry with every other actor she works with. Yeah. Yep. I love her. She amaze. She amaze. Wow. I feel so validated in our love for her, knowing <laughs> that she got so many awards. Like, darn right. Darn right we love her. Because she she's absolutely good and did. she deserves love. Um, I feel like we can finish on the director and the writer. Because mm. I want to get better about keeping track of directors and writers. Terrible at what it. they're up to. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty terrible at it. The people who have the most influence on a show, and we arguably the most influence. I would say the most influence on a show with maybe like cra- crafting, casting directors. <laughs> what is wrong with me today? I can't say anything the first time I try. <laughs> casting director is being a big part of that as well. But yeah, writers, yeah. directors, and casting are like the unsung heroes. It sometimes feels like some people sing them and I want to be those people. I want to be those people too. Our director was Park Hyun-suk, and you know, I don't know anything that he's directed, that's on me, but he won Best Director for The Princess's Man, so maybe I'll start there. That was a 2011 drama. That's an oldie. Hopefully a goodie. Apparently, it's got great direction, and that's a good start. Yes. And then our writer is Lee Kyung-hee, and they... Wrote so many dramas. There's a long list of dramas, and I, being a trash person, don't know any of them except <laughs> the 2020 drama Chocolate, which I have not watched, but I've heard so much about on Twitter. Twitter has nonstop love for chocolate. I read over all of the dramas that this writer has written as well, and I didn't recognize any of them, including Chocolate, so you're doing better than me. It's because I'm on Twitter way too often. I never get on it, and that's definitely my problem. I don't know how to market myself or talk to people, and I feel like that's what Twitter is for, so... I mean, I just go through and like people's other other people's opinions on K-dramas. Mm, but that's the thing, that. right, is I think I get caught in my head of like, oh, everybody likes chocolate, so I better go watch it. And then I watch it, 
thinking that I should love it, but I also do the opposite, where if one person says I didn't like this drama and I go into it watching it, I have that opinion in my head, and that's so stupid. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's not even, like, it's stupid. It's just that, it's that same thing of, like, why you watch it in the first place, or when people hype something up too much. That's where I get caught, is when something gets so much hype just across the board and then I watch it and I am really disappointed that I can't get on the hype train with them because I don't feel the same way because I thought it was going to be revolutionary because I was listening to all of those other voices and it might be really good, but it's not revolutionary and it doesn't meet my expectations. Yeah. And that is its own danger for sure. That can be disappointing. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess I wouldn't always recommend Twitter, but it does keep me up to date on what dramas are being most popular online right now. And Chocolate was one of them. I wonder now if it had that undertone of heartbreak that Uncontrollably Fond had. I literally know nothing about it except the name is Chocolate. Now it makes me scared to watch it, because everybody also loved Uncontrollably Fond, and I didn't know how much it would mess me up going into it. I won't be tricked again, okay? <laughs> I refuse. Just kidding. I absolutely, I'm such a sucker for K-dramas now. I can't wait to watch Chocolate. I know we said we were taking a break, but I guess I'm ready to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> ready to be hurt. Um, I think it's time for the awards and the ratings. Here we go. Do we have awards? We did no nominations. We were very busy being bummed, and we forgot to nominate anyone for anything. I think it would be fair to try to do a post-nomination for Bus Stop Girl, but I can't even think of who would... I I can't even try with Happy, obviously, if anyone, Pororo, but, like, do we always give the Happy Award to a dog? Is that, like... Yeah, I don't... I feel like that weakens how amazing the award is because i love pororo but he didn't actually do anything yeah he just hung out one time he made noel pass out so so that she could be a damsel in distress yeah oh you know who bus stop girl award goes to who i think let me know if i'm wrong the lawyer who didn't want to cover up the (gasps) actual killer of noel's father and he wanted to prosecute the correct person and he lost his job and his kid has cancer or something is sick. I don't know his if I should is say sick it's cancer. And his wife left him. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. He is the bus stop girl. That's such a good nomination. I think it's inherent in bus stop girls that they are forgettable. Mhm. But wow, what a <laughs> what a good job you did. <laughs> you remembered him. Yes, I got there. I had to think back. Was there anyone who was particularly selfless and didn't really have a name? And I think generally bus stop girls help our main characters, but nobody helped our main characters and I didn't want anybody to help our main characters. <laughs> so, hi, thank you for helping one of our tertiary characters. I'd say Noel's dad is a tertiary character. Yeah, and in, in a some roundabout way-, way, making a big impact on the world. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, what star rating would you give Uncontrollably Fond? Oh, no. <laughs> I think for me, it's an 8. That's what I was going to say, an 8. So I think the play on K star rating will be an 8. We nailed it. Yep. It's very good, but you have to watch the whole... It has to be watched as a whole together. 
one complete unit of show because if you try and watch only part of it and you don't get to the end, then you might not give it an eight. You might give it a two. Even <laughs> contrary to that, you might watch the first half and then the last half. It might be worthwhile to skip the middle bit. But either way, that makes it an odd show. Eight seems, yeah, because they got us at the end. We loved it at the end. So eight is high. Yeah, it's a good it's a good eight. Um, This was an outstanding show. If you want to talk more about it, we've had a couple of listeners who have watched it right in, as I mentioned earlier, and we love to talk about stuff. And I loved hearing his opinion as we went through this K-drama because it just freaking knocks it out of the park. But also, he, we, we were all going through it together. It felt really good. So if you want to ever reach out to us and talk to us about dramas, we have our email. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, another thing is you can request K-dramas, which you can request it through any of the channels that we're about to do. But obviously, we're starting a new one soon, and we have already decided. But if, like, there's a real clutch recommend that comes in then like probably i mean there's still a slot open for the one we watch after the next one so a couple weeks from now and we love to get recommendations uncontrollably fond was a recommendation so yeah we do not have a list of recommendations so if or like a list of what to watch next so if you recommend something what the hell it was my computer. I So, like, just as we were starting to... We were just finishing up talking about writers and directors, and my computer was like, you're running out of batteries. And it was like, oh, like, oh well, like, probably it will make it to... And then I can go get my charger. But then I think the end, it just got real clutch. And it was like, I've been running for too long. Oh, no. And so it shut off. <gasps> oh, Sorry. okay. That's okay. We'll just finish up the end. Um... You can visit us on our website, playonk.com, where you can find all of our episodes, as well as sign up for our newsletter, so you never miss when we start a new drama, which will be next week, and you get a watched this month email, so you can keep up on what I'm watching each month, as well as there's a link to our Patreon there, which, if you want to find directly, is patreon.com slash playonk, and we, of course, appreciate appreciate all our patrons and all the support you give us thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you so much um we are on twitter our handle is just at play on k and emily goes on it a lot and i almost never go on it but occasionally i hop on there and check out what's going on and if you send us tweets we love to see them that would that actually gets me on there a lot more than anything else messages and tweets <laughs> so yeah message us tweet us uh we can we can be found there we also have our instagram which we have freaking loved doing it's pretty new for us last couple weeks if you've been listening you probably know about it by this point but also we're just uh is that one at play on k i think well? it's at play on k podcast that's us that that's the one and uh, if you hop on over there, we love to hear from you. We love to see you. We love to hang out and we love to post content there. So yeah, you can find us. And then last, if you leave us a rating and review, it would mean the world to us. We actually just got our very first Stitcher review from our <gasps> listener, Mark. Thank you so much. And Thanks, Mark. he said it was ridiculous that he was the first one to review us and that we should start begging 
for more reviews, <laughs> which I thought was a really nice thing to say. Thank you. Thank you so much for reviewing us. That's just super nice. And yes. yeah, if you can, it will help us so much to get found by other other listeners. So anywhere that you listen, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, it would be super helpful for you to leave a rating and review, and we would appreciate it forever. Yeah, we'd love to see you, and we'd love to hear you, and hear what you think, and be seen by others. Yeah. Um. One last thing. It was Raquel's birthday this week. Happy Yay, birthday, Raquel. Birthday. Probably not Thank this week you. by the time I post it, but in real life... July 20th. Yeah, that's me, which a lot of Korean actors are born in July, did you know? <laughs> it's a popular All of them, birth month. some say. Almost <laughs> no, all I'm of them, kidding. I think. I'm pretty sure that Kim Woo-bin's birthday is a couple of days before mine, and then Ji Chung-wook also <gasps> has a July birthday. And I remember that specifically because you and I one year made a cake just so we could hang out and watch the K2 for Ji Chung-wook's birthday because <laughs> we were the best dumb babies around and it was such a blast and then we posted that as my birthday picture because we were like oh there's a cake and Raquel's in it so So it's Raquel's birthday now we weren't just weirdly celebrating a k-drama star's birthday that would be (laughs) nerdy that would be ridiculous what are you even doing (laughs) I'm pretty sure we made it clear that it was also for Ji Chingwook because we are proud to be nerds Yeah, I mean, we have a whole podcast about talking about (laughs) K-dramas. People know we're nerds. (laughs) But yeah, happy birthday, Raquel. Thanks, Em. You are a gem. I feel really lucky we got to talk on my birthday. Like, first thing, I think you were the first person I saw on my birthday. (gasps) So that was pretty exciting for me. Did I drag you out of bed at 6.30 to record a podcast? Because that sounds like me. (laughs) Yes, but I was glad to do it. I didn't sleep in on my birthday, which I don't like to do, because then I just miss the whole dumb day anyway. So you're such a morning person. I am. I'm such a morning person. I probably would have been up at 6.30 anyway. So, (laughs) Well, good. It was good to talk to you. I love you so yeah. much. Happy birthday. Thanks. I love you too. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with a whole new drama. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>